When you can't go places and don't have money, it's a great way to really understand. No, it's about being together and enjoying each other and figuring out who each other is and what your likes and dislikes are in those moments. You actually have to talk and, you know, work through stuff and it's good. Well, howdy. Welcome to a special series of Valentine's Day podcasts. Uh, Pastor Mark Driscoll here with my best friend, Grace. And uh, as we're heading into Valentine's Day, how many Valentine's Days is this for us? Well, it would be 34. It was March 12th, 1988 was our first date. So it would be 1989 was our first Valentine's Day. I'm no good at math. How many is that? I don't know. It's in the 30s. It's in the 30s. So happy 30-something Valentine's <laughs> Thank Day. Thank you. Uh, and so what we wanted to do was a series of kind of special bonus Q&A time together and just try to be honest with you and be helpful. So we've got three questions here, babe. Uh, you could pick the first one that we'll do right now. Uh, what does it mean for a husband to love his wife? How often should a married couple have sex? Or how do you become one flesh in marriage? Which one do you want to do? The first one. Gosh, you don't want to do how often they should have sex? We'll get there. Hmm. Okay. It depends on how the husband loves their wives. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw a burden shift. Okay. Uh, so uh, here's the question for this episode. What does it mean that husbands are to love their wives? So technically, the Bible tells husbands to love their wives, but it also tells wives to love their husbands, like that verse where it says uh, older women train up the younger women. How does it go? To love their husbands. That's right. And so husbands and wives, we are to love one another. So how can a husband best learn to love his wife? Well, that's the question for you. I don't know the answer. (laughs) I'm not the wife. But it says, what does it mean that husbands are to love their wives? So what does that look like for me, for you to love me? That's what I'm talking about. And so what oftentimes happens is you are trying to love your spouse, but it's not working because you're not loving them in the way that they would be most loved. Yes. So you have to discover that with your spouse so we can answer this question about ourselves and give you ideas. But technically, you need to ask this question of your spouse so that you can figure out how they actually feel the most loved. And we give and receive love differently. You and I do. We do everything differently. (laughs) We do. We do. That's true. So pray for us here at the Real Marriage (laughs) Podcast. Yeah. um, I mean, for me, I... um, I'm hard to love because I, 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 I'm inconsistent. True? Meaning About most things, About yes. most things, yeah. <laughs> Next episode. But <laughs> most things. So for me, just because I liked something one day doesn't mean I'll like it the next day. Correct. Just because I want things a certain way during one season doesn't mean I'll want them that way in the next season. True or false? True. You're more like a fickle woman that way. <laughs> whoa, whoa. We're going to for sure edit that out. And I think that all women were just offended. And so I just want to apologize to all the women for that comment. Um, So for you, though, you tend to be more consistent. Mm -hmm. So what you would want or what you would like or what you would need would be more consistent than than me. Yes, I'm more in seasons. So I'll explain that. 
I appreciate or feel love the same way for a season. And then if that season changes, you got to figure out the next way that I feel most loved. So like when I didn't have kids, I loved going on dates and hanging out and, um, you know, snuggling and all those things. But then when you have kids and you're being touched a lot by these children, which you love and are a blessing, you feel a little... A little claustrophobic. Yeah, at times, yes. So, so when you have five children, maybe you just kind of want your body back. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. So maybe a spa day, sending me on a spa day is a nice way to love me. <laughs> <laughs> so other examples of seasons? Um, well, I mean, there's seasons in and out of, you know, spouses experience sickness or illness of different kinds and serving each other in the ways that they feel love during those seasons. Um, you know, if one spouse is working a lot and in a stressful season, then and the other spouse isn't, then they can, you know, pick up some slack and really ask, how can I come alongside? How can I help relieve stress? Whatever, you know, the issue may be. There's all kinds of different seasons that we're in. And so really marriage is about serving one another. And so figuring out in each season how to best do that and how to serve and love at the same time. And I would say, too, you know, how to love each other. Part of it is intentional and planned, and part of it is unplanned and spontaneous. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in most marriages, you know, your spouse is better at one than the other. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, for me, I am the planner. I like to have fun on the calendar. One thing that I find, you know, loving for me and loving for you is here's our date, here's our holiday, here's our vacation, here's our trip. I like fun on the calendar. I like some things that are pre-planned that take a little, you know, budget and time and energy and and it takes a little effort to execute. Uh, but then sometimes really loving your spouse means just being available to pivot in the moment. Mm -hmm. Things happen or they need you right now, or there's an opportunity to make a memory mm -hmm. or, uh, and so what, which one do you think you're stronger at the planning or the pivoting? The pivoting for sure. And for me, planning, planning. And so, yeah, even loving one another, it's even figuring figuring out like to love them. Is that really planning it or is it pivoting? And the planning is sometimes, you know, okay, tell me what, and it's asking a lot of questions like, what sounds fun to you? What would you like to do? Would you like to go somewhere or stay home? Or, you know, do you want to spend a lot of money and do something amazing? Or do you want to keep it real simple? Or mm -hmm. Is this going to be, you know, an hour together or a week together? And it's architecting something very intentional. And uh, and then sometimes, like we said, it's just we've had a long day. Forget it. We're turning our phones off. We're going out to dinner. Yep. You know what? Today was a great day. And uh, we're just going to go for a walk and talk about it and celebrate it and pray and thank God. And or the kids threw up again. So all our plans are out the window or we got COVID for the 73rd time. So guess what? We're quarantining again. Yeah. Um, and so I think that has been perhaps um, one of the things that's been really hard for couples in the past few years as we think about it is it's really hard to plan mm -hmm. and it's hard to long range plan. And if you are that person that either you give or receive love with or from your spouse by having plans and looking forward to things and, and, you know, sort of carving out time and money and energy. And then everything just gets torpedoed. I mean, yeah. you know, flights are canceled, uh, hotels are closed, spas are closed, restaurants are closed. And, 
And so it's, it's almost impossible to make a lot of fun, long range planning beyond kind of your house or your immediate neighborhood and what you can control. Yeah, you have to go back to a very simple way of life and just appreciate the simple things, which we did when we first started dating because we didn't have any we money. We were so broke. Or, you know, we were busy with school too. We weren't finishing college. So, I mean, that that's a great way to appreciate when you have more, when you have to focus and be creative, when you can't go places and don't have money. It's a great way to really understand. No, it's about being together and enjoying each other and figuring out who each other is and what your likes and dislikes are in those moments. You actually have to talk and, you know, work through stuff and it's good. Well, and I think sometimes, especially for younger couples, they think about, well, how do we love each other? And they read a lot of books and blogs. Mm -hmm. And the best thing is ask your spouse. Yep. What, what do you want to do? What sounds fun? What would be loving? What would be helpful? What would be memorable? Um, and it is, um, acknowledging like Grace said that with seasons, things just change. Mm -hmm. And so you can get really discouraged when you feel like, well, you've always liked this and now you don't like it. You know, you're so hard to read. You're so, you're like a fickle woman um, <laughs> to quote someone. Um, but at the end of the day, um, people do grow and change. And so the marriage needs to grow and yeah. change. And, um, and sometimes it's literally in the moment, just asking, not just what do you need, but like, what do you need right now? Mm. What do you need today? If you've had a, a hard day at work, you know, it's a call on the way home. Like, okay, you're coming home. You had a hard day. What do you need? How can I love you? How can I be available? How can I be present? Uh, and sometimes it is, you know, you're burned out, you're tired, we need a break. Mm -hmm. What would a good Sabbath day look like for us? What mm -hmm. would that be? And so you and I just had one of those. We we just went to the spa. We got a massage and sat out in the sun and just ordered lunch and visited for a while. And it was, it wasn't something that we planned well in advance. It was just kind of last minute, like, you know, some things fell off the schedule. There's a window here. Mm -hmm. How do we execute and maximize that opportunity? So yeah. the, the, it's going to sound really unromantic, but sometimes it is pivoting in the moment and just saying, Hey, this sounds fun. I got a crazy idea. Let's go do this. And then sometimes it is planning. And this is where we would recommend, and we always recommend, both a sync meeting and a date. Mm -hmm. And so we had our sync meeting yesterday. Mm -hmm. The sync meeting is the least romantic part of the week. Mm -hmm. Maybe tell them what our sync meeting yesterday looked like. It's a lot of calendar planning and figuring out who's going to be where, doing what, at what time, and um, what dates are open for things that we need to get accomplished. and. You know, just a lot of planning on the calendar. Yeah, and it's trying to figure out, okay, how do we carve out time for a date? Mm -hmm. And um, how can we be together and intentionally, you know, love each other and mm -hmm. serve one another? And part of the loving is just serving. Like, who's going to pick up the kid and who's going to pick up the truck? And by the way, we got to go get Gideon's truck. His brakes are done today and it's going to close <laughs> at five. And so this is, that's what a sync meeting would yes. be for. So that when you do get that time for a date and that connecting time, it is more about the relationship. And so the sync meeting is to work, you know, sort of on the relationship. And then the date is to work in the relationship. Mm -hmm. And so for us, like at uh, sync meeting, it literally is talking about Gideon, our youngest, getting his driver's license, getting the brakes done on his pickup truck, our daughter's graduation coming up. 
uh, the kids have got a break coming up and are we going to do something with them or what do they want to do? And when does Gideon's baseball season start and how do we get that on the calendar? And just, mm-hmm. you know, all of these life things that are important, but if we don't architect life, then we reach a point where we feel very lonely mm-hmm. and, or we feel not prioritized. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for us, I think the best way to, um, to, to learn to love one another is to have that sync meeting and just say, okay, how do we make sure that our relationship is a priority and our life is put together and our schedule and our budget are architected accordingly, and then putting fun on the calendar mm-hmm. and then pivoting as opportunities come up and make the most of it. Can you think of anything maybe in closing recently where it wasn't planned, but we just pivoted and it was like, you know what, there's an opportunity here. We're just going to go ahead and take it. Yeah, I mean, we do that with walks or drives or, you know, random stuff like that. Um. For me, I feel, so that for me is where I feel loved is when you turn your phone off and we hold hands and we go for a walk. And mm-hmm. right now, if you're tuning in from Kentucky or Pittsburgh or <laughs> another place that God hates and keeps <laughs> dumping snow on, I mean, it's in the mid 70s. I've got the top off the Bronco. I mean, it's winter in Arizona. And so, I mean, we can literally put on flip-flops and just hold hands and go for a nice walk. And when Mm -hmm. it's 70 degrees out and the sky is just blue and Mm -hmm. the, the, the breeze is out for me, just being able to hold hands and go for a walk, I just feel really, really loved by that. Mm -hmm. I enjoy that. And so it's even in those moments when you get those, those thoughts that come to mind of, oh, it's it's even inviting your spouse saying, I just need you to tell me when those moments happen. Mm-hmm. You just need to let me know so that I can pivot in that second and be available for whatever that opportunity might be. So mm-hmm. I don't know, anything okay. else you would add? No, I think that's great. We just need to figure that out in our own marriages and then do it. So let me ask you then, so what could I do this week to love you better? <laughs> um. I mean, we've had a lot of conversations and trying to figure out some mutual understanding on some things. I think women like to know that they're being understood or listened to and feel very loved by that, Um, even if ultimately the decision doesn't go in that direction. um, At least we know we're heard and that it was considered. So I think, yeah, just a lot more of those conversations going into some of our planning and into our um, trips that we have and conferences and different things. I think just that mutual listening is helpful and loving. And and sometimes, friends, that just looks like just being available. So, I mean, last night we were up until one o'clock in the morning <laughs> and we were just having a conversation about some things that we can do better to love one another better and to be closer And as our kids get older and launch and we have more time and energy for each Mm -hmm. other, how to make sure that we're not carrying any bad habits into the future and taking better care of one another. And so, you know, I wasn't planning on being up till one o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Neither were you. No. (laughs) Um, But just in that moment, you know, to love each other meant that we needed to just carve out that time to have the conversation because it came up and we were in that moment. So thank you for doing that. And you still got up early with the kids and I slept in. So (laughs) I didn't love you very well. I loved you (laughs) by doing that. (laughs) 
All right. If you've got a question, you can just send it in to uh, hello at realfaith.com. And uh, I'll just say this. Grace really likes any very specific, detailed intimacy questions, and she'd love to answer those in a future episode. 